Hey guys, this is Mike Vidano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. You didn't see? You're supposed to look for that. That's like your thing now. That's that's your thing now. My thing is the number six. Yeah, you said it the past two times. Anyways, stars win. Four no baby. <laughs> yes, seven to three win on the shoulders of Ottinger and our boy Ty Delandria and our boy Tenskarianov and our boy Pavelski and who else can we name? Haskinen and Alexiak and Tanner Kiro. He had a good game. He even had an assist. What a game! Well, I, I think you hit all the points. I think we're good. All right, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Shortest podcast ever. All right. Well, for real, there are so many different storylines that we could go with tonight. Um, the, which one do you want to do first? Which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the goalie, Mr. Yeah. Otter. Not bad for his first NHL start. He gets a 19 save win out of 22 shots. That's not too yeah. bad at all. So first of all, some kind of shocking news this afternoon. I wasn't expecting that, obviously, from last podcast. I, you, you thought it was a good idea, and I kind of agreed with you that it would be a good idea to get him in against the Red Wings before a better team like the Canes. And obviously, the coaching staff agreed with you. Uh, someone asked, I don't, remember, I don't remember which media guy it was, but he, he asked uh, if this was like the plan from the beginning to Bones. I think, it, Bones was, I think like, it was Heike. I think it was yeah. Heike. So it was something that they planned before even Dobby started playing out of his mind, and they just stuck with the schedule. So in that case, I agree with it. So if you, if you make a schedule for which goal is starting when, then go through with it. So I think that's really good. And, and he did play decent. He, he stopped pucks, right? <laughs> he wasn't outstanding. Uh, we, we noticed like his biggest problem was rebound control. That's oh, yeah. what... Especially Zach. I got I to gotta give a shout-out to Zach for that. He noticed that very, very early on. And then as soon as he said that, I'm like, ooh, ooh, there's another one. Ooh, there's another yeah. one. The, and you're right about that. The first goals were rebounds. So, I mean, well, the first one wasn't really a rebound. It was a weird deflection. But... Mm-hmm. The second one was a pretty bad rebound that just bounced way up in the air and was deflect. It was a nice bat out of the air, but lots of big rebounds given up. But he's he still played decently, and more importantly, the team played better in front of him. Right. See, that's the most important thing for me is especially when you start a rookie goaltender or even just a new goaltender, uh, someone who's new. Uh, you want to give him the, the support, and and boy, did he ever get some support. He could have given up six goals and still won yeah, the game. Seven goals will do. <laughs> yeah. So let's look at take a look at some of his stats for tonight. Uh, he was – oh, he's 20 for 23. Excuse me, not 19 for 22. Um, he had an 870 save percentage, and he was on the ice for every last minute except for three seconds. So <laughs> uh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's it's very decent, very respectable. He did his job. We won the game. We're happy with it. If he can just if he can do that, keep us in games, then we're gonna win a good amount of them. We don't need him to be the guy who who takes over games and just carries it for us. We need him to play solid, which he definitely did. Yep, and he did that for the stars tonight. Exactly right. So, 
Oh, goodness gracious. I love to see his, uh, his, his first NHL start is his first NHL win. And did you see that smile on his face when he hugged? Yeah, when Delandre was going uh, with him. I mean, they, they, went through the, they went through the minors together, so that's got to be a really cool feeling to get your first goal the same time your buddy gets his first win. So that's pretty awesome. Well, what was I think was even awesome is uh, Rhett Gardner got into the lineup today, and him and uh, Ottinger were roommates for a majority of the time when they were down with the uh, AHL Texas Stars. So it was cool to see uh, Gardner get to join in on Ottinger's first start. I just thought that was pretty cool. So, goodness gracious. Uh, well, you, you kind of already mentioned it, but let's kind of segue to uh, Mr. Ty Delandria. He finally gets rewarded for all of the hard work that he's put in. Um, and I mean, Matthew DeFranks uh, tweeted this again, just like we pointed out last podcast. The only person that had more ice time than Ty Delandria among the forwards was Joe Pavelski. And he, he, he finally gets his first NHL point, which happens to be a huge turning point in the game because it was starting to look a little scary there for a second. And then he scored that fifth goal of the game for the Stars. Yeah, definitely. It's super cool to see him get rewarded and, and double tonight. He also gets an, an assist, so he gets his first goal and first assist tonight. Two-point game. It, he totally deserves it. I mean, everyone who watched the first four games of the season knew that it was coming. Like, Ty Delandria has been playing like a top-six forward. So it's it's been really awesome to see him come through. I wish we had brought him up last year, honestly. But, you know, he's here now, and he's doing good stuff. Well, it's going to make it really hard for when we have to when we get all these players back. Uh, would he still be slated in the lineup if if we get all? Uh, well, now if, he will be. I'm for sure he will. Be yeah, if they take Ty Delandria out of the lineup now. Stars fans are going to riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's arguably been one of our best well-rounded players to begin this. Uh, he's been four no season. Sports. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's he been is. fantastic. Um. Well, overall, uh, he was. Uh, he actually had a lot less uh, time on ice tonight, which was kind of, uh, kind of different. So twelve. Well, seven penalty kills is gonna will do that. Yeah, that that is true. But he he still played three minutes and forty three seconds on shorthanded. So he's not the shorthanded guy though. Right. That's that's Foxa. Foxa is the shorthanded guy. But um, I mean, his stats look great. Sixty seven percent on in the faceoff dot. Uh, a goal, an assist, he was plus one. He did have that penalty, which was kind of stupid, but I, I guess it was kind of a penalty at the same time. Yeah, let's mention that real quick. Oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Let, penalties yeah. to two yeah. and a quarter. Like, I don't know what that was about. None of them looked egregious. And, like, normally when penalties are that far apart, they don't call the ticky-tacky ones. But, like, goodness, it seems like they were trying to make a game out of it, but... Worked out, I guess. That's all I really want to say about it. It's just, like, gross. <laughs> well, so Detroit goes one for seven, which is pretty bad considering they got seven power plays. Now, some of them were <clears> – excuse me. Some of them were a little bit shorter, but uh, I really wish they would fix that stat. You know, like, two minutes on a power play is very different than 45 seconds when it's, like, a – you know, when another penalty is called during a power play. I really wish they f would find some way to fix that. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, and then the Stars go one for three on the power play as well. So their dominance in the power play continues. This is their, thir uh, is their three out of the four games that they've scored a power play goal, or has all f have all four big games been scored on the power play? I don't know. I think all four have. I think all four, actually, now that I think about it. So 
Um, now, so I will say that some of the penal- – more than half of the penalties were definitely, you know, calls. But uh, yeah, there well, were – far th- apart. Like, there's stuff they could have called on Detroit is, like, my issue. Like, they're being super touch valley with us, and they weren't with Detroit. Right. So I, I don't know. It just it, – it felt very unbalanced. But, I mean, we won the game. Who cares? Well, the thing is, is we got to stop uh... – we really got to stop making excuses for stuff like that. And we just, just kill it off. Cause honestly, that's going to happen in the playoffs if we make the playoffs. So, um, listen to me. If we make the playoffs, <laughs> um, when we make the playoffs, I'll say that it, it's, there's going to be some ticky tacky calls that may or may not change the dynamic of a series. And, uh, might as well do it now when the games don't matter as much. So, yeah, well, and we should, our, our penalty kills, outstanding as well so it's like one one for seven like that's that's pretty bad for detroit but like if you look at the way we were killing those they were all great kills so and and i mean the one they score on was a great bat out of midair off of a juicy rebound giving up by otter so i I think the penalty kills look great again that's against two of the worst teams in the in the division so uh, i'm very excited to see how a very broken Dallas Stars team plays against some better teams coming up. Well, you kind of have to take a step back on that, though, and we're kind of segueing away from some of the stuff we want to talk about. But anyways, Carolina has been off for a while now as well because they've had a bunch of players and protocol as well. And then it was announced uh, today that the Golden Knights uh, had their game postponed because of COVID uh, protocol as well. Uh, They had their entire (laughs) coaching staff out, and Kelly McCrimmon, uh, their GM, who actually has some coaching experience, went out with the Henderson AHL crew and, uh, you know, coached the NHL Golden Knights to a uh, 5-4 uh, shootout loss. So that was interesting. But uh, I don't think we're going to see the best out of Carolina, unfortunately, which really stinks because I want to see how this team meshes against Well, I mean, we're not Carolina. seeing the best out of the Stars. <laughs> We have our we have three of our arguably best players on our roster that aren't playing, and then we have others that are outstanding as well. But we still have a full team game, which is different than a lot of other clubs. Like Edmonton, well, that's that's another thing I want to talk about again. Like I know I've already talked about it, but the depth of the stars is outstanding. Like especially tonight, tonight we see Caro and Dowling, like guys that aren't gonna de- they're not gonna develop into great players. Like, these are guys who are who they are. They're going to be grinders. They're great hockey players, but they're not going to become superstars. But they know that, and they grind for everything that they get, and they earn everything that they get. And the Stars have so many players like that that we benefit so much from just the way hockey works. Like, people are going to get hurt. And even now, I guess people are going to get sick from the weird pandemic area. Mm -hmm. But, like, we always have someone who can fill the slot and – and like, and like Bone said in the post game, like they don't just fill a spot. They don't just go in and like wear this jersey. We'll take you out next game. There's always like something they expect you to do. It's like we expect Ty Delandria to try and score goals. Lesperance, he better try and score goals because they're goal scorers. Even if it's just in the AHL, they're expected to go out there and try and score a goal because that's their job on the team. So, and I think they do that every single time. And like Dowling and Caro, their job is to grind for pucks win four checks and that's what they're doing and they're getting rewarded for it this game so i think people are knowing their roles and fulfilling them and i think that's why the stars are working so well right now especially with their depth 
So uh, looking at the score sheet, and if I'm counting correctly, there were only seven players that did not register a point tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to have a tough time with the <laughs> player that stands out that's not on the score sheet because there's so many people on the score sheet. So um, so you were just talking about him, but I am very impressed with the uh, play of Tanner Caro right now. Just a guy that seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, no stars, no stars fans really knew about this guy, including myself, to be honest with you. I saw his name on the, the training camp roster, but after that I didn't, you know, think twice about it. Um, but it, it just goes to show you how great Jim Nill is about finding these depth guys just out of nowhere and being able, you know, to have Rick Bonus fill these guys in whenever they're needed. Yeah, and they're both perfect taxi squad guys for the way this year w- works, too. Like, Dowling and Caro, they've already played a decent amount of games. So they know how hockey works. They know how to play. They don't need that experience because they have it. And so when you throw them into a game when they've been sitting out for a couple weeks, maybe, they're going to be able to play at a high level. So I think that's why th- having those guys is going to be such an advantage this year, even as, even as the season moves along. Well, and they were technically our second scoring line today. Dowling, uh, Kiro, no, not not, not Kiro, Dowling, uh, Garyanoff, and Dickinson, and all three registered a point tonight. Dickinson with an, an assist, love my man Dickinson, um, Geary with a goal and two assists, and then Dowling with a goal and an assist. So it's, and I, I know it's against teams that uh, we should beat already, but given the fact that, again, let's mention the players that are not here right now. All of our tops, I mean, four out of our top six forwards are not in the lineup right now. And out of the three games that we have played, one of the games we scored seven goals. And then, you know, last game we only got two, but we were able to get enough to win the game. So it, it just, I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited because I'm scared I'm going to get really excited and then we go and play against some light you know, and get destroyed <laughs> right exactly like go go up against a uh, a carolina or when we finally get a chance to go against uh tampa bay uh you know and then we fall back to earth with a a, a giant loss like a seven to nothing like nashville or something but it, it's hard not to be excited right now about the stars team yeah definitely true. It, it feels like they've been playing playing fantastic it feels like they picked up where they left off in the playoffs even without big key guys and it feels like when they come back, it can only get better. So yeah. it's definitely exciting. Well, and that's the same. The, the What's funny about this, it, well, think about the Stanley Cup final. How many of our biggest key guys were out in the Stanley Cup final? There were a lot. I mean, Dowling was in. Hanley was in. Fadoon was in. Uh, you know, all who I can't even think off the top of my head who else was in. But we had all these players who are depth guys who were in there, and we were – Two wins away from the Stanley Cup final, even with those guys. So we pushed, we pushed uh, Tampa Bay to a sixth game. So, and I, I completely agree with you on the fact that this is just a continuation of the bubble playoffs, basically for the Stars. And what's perfect about this is that uh, it kind of still feels like the bubble in a way. Lots of games in a short amount of time, and you know, Dobby is still the starter technically and he's playing great speaking of which did you see his uh stats i think it was like right before the second period started yeah, so it, was it was insane it was like three and oh 
He has a 958 save percentage. That is insane. And then he's got a .99 goals against average. <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. Do what? For 3.5 mil a year. <laughs> yeah, three and a half million a year. You too can be the have the greatest stats in the NHL and only make three and a half million a year. And then you know Carey Price, who is arguably the best goaltender in the league, makes what ten million, ten and a half million, eleven, something like that. That's insane. So, all right. So, yeah. my goodness, I got key guys to talk about. Who you got? We got Dennis Gurionov. Played outstanding today once again. The, the first four games, he's been out of his mind. He, he's been crazy. Like he, he's been making. Every single play has been good. He's been moving his feet fast. He's been shooting every time the puck is on his stick, which is good. And somehow he still finds a way to get two assists tonight. <laughs> so he's finding the score sheet every way he can, and that's his job. So that's that's pretty fantastic. Well, and he's getting more ice time too, which a lot of Stars fans complained about in the bubble playoffs. Rick Bonus listened to us, Chris. He listened to our podcast specifically for, for advice, and he listened to us. That's what it was, right? It was us. So you're welcome, Stars fans. It was me and Chris who helped. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and you know, I got to mention Kiro again because look at his ice time, Chris. 15 minutes and 7 seconds for a guy who was on the taxi squad three games ago. That's that's absolutely and we'll likely go back to the taxi squad in a few games here. <laughs> right, right, when we get some of these players back. And you know, I wonder if some of these players possibly could have played tonight. But with the way the stars are playing right now, maybe bonus was kinda like, you know, this is the Detroit Red Wings, this is one of our lesser opponents. You well, know, like we're we're playing really well. you guys just stay away. We're doing okay. And then if we really, really absolutely need you, then you, you can come in. But Yeah, I definitely they, think, they like, if – Like, <laughs> the question is, if this was a playoff game, which ones would play? I think all three of them would play. I think Hintz, Ben, and Como would play. But, right. like, again, this is the beginning of the season. We're on a winning streak. Other guys are very hot right now. Like, play it safe. Like, we, we got an old team, so let's just let them be old and <laughs> figure themselves out. Okay, so here's a uh, a noticeable player. You know, it, it's kind of funny to say in you know in a detrimental way, uh, him being noticeable. You mean you're not not a good noticeable because he had three assists tonight. Uh, but uh, Miro Haskinen, he he did have three assists tonight, which is great. And, I thought he was and, still good. And he was, I, I, you know, and again, he still is good. But something looks off. And I know it, what it is. You mentioned it's, that. It's his, it's his stick checks. So remember, we always would talk about how great of a stick checker he was. So that's like you use your stick to get the puck or lift their stick or something. That's a stick check. So okay. he would always make the smoothest stick checks, and he would he would make them every single time. So it feels like he's just not getting those sometimes now. Like he'd get the one-handed sweeping poke checks and just cleanly steal it and take it the other way. It, it just doesn't feel like he's getting those for some reason. I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I think the – where we're seeing him not look as good is on the defensive side of the puck. Which is weird. Yeah, which is weird. But, I mean, he's still seeing the ice the way he does, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he's still seeing it with the great hockey sense that he has. That's why he has three assists in this game. So, I, I'm still thinking, like, maybe there's just 
either just slow start since he didn't play much practice before the season, or he still might have like a little sickness brain or something, and that's why he can't make the plays as easily. I guess I don't know, but it it seems like his hockey sense is there, but his hands aren't making the beautiful plays that we were seeing in the playoffs and stuff. But well, the, in conclusion, I think I think Haskinen is amazing and he will be fine and he'll get better as the season moves on. Well, yeah, I I agree with you completely. And, and he's like the only guy on our team who isn't hot right now. Like everyone else on the team is playing crazy good. Well, no, no. Well, we say so. that he's not hot, but he just and then he scores <laughs> three assists. <laughs> so that that that's the scary part about all of this, is that we have all of these players and like you and I'll give you credit for that. This Chris, you said if one of these guys does really well, then then we, we just need one thing to happen. And it seems like all of these things have happened, plus extra. Dowling has stepped up. Gardner has stepped up. Uh, Kiro has stepped up in a huge well, yeah. way. And we needed that because even good. more people were, were, were hurt than I thought. Right. <laughs> because I didn't know Ben and Henson and Koma were going to go out, but they did, and now even more people have stepped up. So now that there's that many people out, we do kind of need, like, three people to step up, and they have. So, yeah. <laughs> I well, mean... And- Oh, and, and then we haven't even mentioned him. Pavelski. He gets another goal. That's that's a four four game point streak to start the season. And how old is he? Too <laughs> we, many. We, we we joked about this on uh, on Discord when we were list, watching the game. We were like, uh, I, I'm like, he, he's he's 27, right? Right? Yeah, definitely <laughs> 27. And then Zach was like, No, he's going for the Calder. <laughs> so he's looking like. He just looks fantastic. I mean, yeah. I mean, gracious. it feels like him and Gurianov are pretty much picking up the team and putting him up, putting it on their backs. <laughs> right, and and this is this is the Gurianov that we had hoped to see about two or three years ago when he first was really starting to, you know, make a name for himself in the AHL. He started to score all these goals and stuff, and then he got that opportunity up at the the big club with the Stars, and he didn't really you know, fully embrace that. And this past year, he, he started really taking the steps. And then obviously in the bubble, he really took the steps. And now he's really starting to establish himself as, a, you know, a first-line uh, winger. I mean, so far the stats this year shows that he's a superstar, right. <laughs> which is what we're hoping for. And I think they're, they kind of learned from how Gurionov developed. So, like, we brought him in, right, for, it was like a good two weeks, I think. And he didn't really do that well, because he wasn't playing like Denis Gurionov. He was trying to play like he's a, a bottom six forward, but his game doesn't do that. That's not the way Denis Gurionov plays hockey. He plays hockey to score goals. And once he finally figured out, like, I, okay, I don't care if I'm on the third line, I'm going to play like I'm a first line forward. And he did that, and he started scoring a ton of goals so that's the way he just plays hockey is he plays like he's the only guy on the ice and for some people that's just the way you have to play you think Ovechkin like Ovechkin will just take the puck sometimes and try and do something and like he'll look super stupid sometimes and other times he'll make crazy goals on his back and fling him into the net that's just kind of the way that's just kind of the way he plays hockey right so once he figures out that he needs to play the way Dennis Gurionov plays hockey and not try and play the way Cogliano plays hockey, then he was great. <laughs> and Cogs got a goal tonight too. A very yeah, that that was me segueing into in, into giving a shout out to Cogs. <laughs> it was the most Cogliano goal ever, is what I said. Like it wasn't even a shot. The net was just open, and he just fought through somebody and like dug a tunnel under the ice and got to the puck and just shoveled it in. 
It's like, if you ever want to show somebody the way Cogliano plays hockey, all you have to do is show them that goal and say, like, that's his best goal ever. <laughs> but, but, that, but that was an absolute perfect goal. That, I mean, it, That's the way Cogs is going to score yeah, goals right, if he scores right. them. So if he scores a goal, that's the way I want him to score it. So I, that it goes along with what I was saying. Everybody's fulfilling their roles. So check, checking lines are checking good. Scoring lines are shooting. And, like, even the bottom line. So the fourth line that we have was excellent tonight oh they're not great they're not playing that much but they're still playing the way they play like lesperance like he knows he's a scorer so he's gonna try and score (laughs) like he takes shots all the time so like that's what i love about it too is like these guys aren't just hanging back there and just filling up space they're they're playing their hockey even if they quote unquote don't belong there which it's obvious they're that line isn't great quality nhl line yet but like they're gonna be there and they're still playing their hockey which i think is what the coaching staff learned from Gurianov to finish that whole point but yeah, and, and you know what i give full credit to bonus like it, he, he so when when the when the pause happened he went into his whole okay this is my team mode because he finally got a chance to like uh, chill out yeah, after Montgomery was fired because he, he was just kind of shoved in there and he just kind of kept Montgomery's system and just went, basically. But with the pause, what was really nice is that he was able to figure out some things that really helped the Stars, including getting the defensemen more involved from the point, shooting from the point, and getting those tips, those garbage goals, those extra goals that the Stars need. And that's how they've, they played in the bubble playoffs. And he told Garyanoff to shoot. <laughs> Dennis, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. And he finally listened, and now the Stars are reaping the rewards of uh, coaching. And, I mean, our offense is still flowing through the defense. Like, five points from defensemen tonight. Like, that that is Dallas Stars' offense right there. Two goals. Yeah, two goals, yeah. It's it's great, so super cool. Also, I'm going to give a shout-out to Lindell because he's been playing great and defensively and not noticeable the way he always does even well, though i hate plus minus i'll give you the plus minus stat plus four <laughs> yep, yep. which normally like plus minus isn't really a, a big thing but like when you're plus four like when it's that substantial like you, you you're doing something right <laughs> it's it's more substantial over a short period of time so like a three to five game you know uh range but over a season yeah i agree with you it's kind of dumb uh but uh the and, but no points, so no points. But he was on the ice, yeah, four times when the Stars scored tonight. And and so, that's Lindell's job. Lindell's job is to not get points and to be a mop for Klingberg in case he messes up. <laughs> and speaking of a mop for Klingberg, the mop for Miro tonight had an excellent game tonight. Alexiak on both sides of the puck, he got the goal. So and I mean. Poor, uh, what's his face? Was it Grice at that point who never saw it? I don't yeah. know. Because Bernier had was Grice. in the middle of the guy, game. But uh, but uh, Grice couldn't even see the shot. But it was a great shot. I mean, and uh, and we've and I've noticed Alexiak a lot over the past four games. He's wanted to get in to the offense, which has been weird. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing it in, a, in the correct way, too, though. Like, he's, he's still, not, he's still he's letting Haskin in. Yeah, he's still letting Haskinen be the star of that offense. He's still the puck mover. 
So if if there's an option between Alexiak have, bringing the puck up the ice or Haskinen, he's going to give to Haskinen. So he still knows who's who the guy is. But like if he gets the opportunity, he's always jumping in and he's he's bought into the system the same way Lindell has. Like Lindell has he has a he has a shorthanded goal. So so like he knows when to go in, but he knows that he's not the guy to just take the puck and try and do something crazy. Well, and not to mention Essa Lindell, you know, digged out the. Uh, oh my gosh, what's the the best defenseman award? I already forget. Uh, oh my goodness. Tell me, Chris, what is it? I forgot now too. Oh my god, <laughs> straight out of my head. The best defenseman in the league. He digged him. Yeah, yeah, he digged him. Roman Yossi. <laughs> he, and that's Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi is a good player. Look that up for me real quick. So, um, goodness gracious, uh, I mean. There, there, there's so many Selkie. things to talk about. Selk, no, that's no, the, that's the forward defense. Come on, Norris. Norris, thank you. The Norris Award. He he won the Norris this past year. Roman Yossi did. Ugh, how long did that take us? That took us like 30 seconds. Goodness gracious. I'm a high speed Googler. Right. Okay, so taking a look at some of the last stats of this because we've actually been talking about a lot of stuff. It's been good. Um. Uh, shots on goal for tonight in favor of the Stars, 29 to 30. Faceoff percentage, dead split between the two of them, 50-50. Uh, one for three for the Stars on power play. One for seven for the Detroit, which is terrible. Um, penalty minutes, 14 for the Stars, six for the Red Wings. Hits, 14 to eight in favor of the Stars. Blocks shots, 21 to seven in favor of the Dallas Stars. If that's not Dallas Stars hockey right there, I don't know what is. And then giveaways in favor of the stars, fifteen to nine. Again, and, dumb stat because it's because it's easier to give the puck away when you have it seventy five percent of the game. Right, and I'm I'm gonna really narrow in to that block shot statistic because um, I love the way the stars played in front of Ottinger today. Yeah, Ottinger wasn't great and he didn't control his rebounds and stuff. Well, let's not say it like that. He was still good. I mean, he was still very he good. Was good. He was good enough to win the game and. But the way well, that not the even stars... that. Like you keep you keep degrading it. He was good. He played hey, good. Hey, 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 no, hold on. No, if you're gonna degrade Dickinson, then <laughs> I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lessen your boy. Okay, so you be quiet. So, but anyways, the the, the way the stars played in front of him, 21 block shots. They tripled the amount of block shots that the Detroit Red Wings had. So quick maths. And so even though we scored. Seven goals in the game. Even though we scored seven goals in the game, that brand of defensive hockey from the Stars is still visible, and it's still there, which makes me even more excited for the end uh, of the season and to see where this Stars team goes. And you know what? So far, I'm gonna, I've been eating my words on putting the Stars fourth in the quote-unquote central division, even though five of the opponents are from the Eastern Conference. So... Chris, go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. It's your turn. You're wrong. You're stupid. Hey, and wrong. You, you have to hold it out longer. No, no, you're just wrong. You're so wrong. It doesn't even deserve <laughs> to be a big deal. But you know what? I'm so happy I'm wrong about this. I'm so happy I'm wrong about this. I was so scared, um, especially with the Stars uh, losing so many of their key players. And they've played absolutely excellent. Um, so let's look forward to this weekend. We got two games this weekend. So y'all are going to get two podcasts in two days from uh, me and Chris. So you're welcome, Stars fans. 
So oh, wait, we, we didn't talk about the blackout jerseys. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Okay. They were right. so cool. I love I them. Know, right. The I'm secondary gonna... logo looks so good. It's my favorite. The goalies need black pads. I don't care if they're not broken in. Wear the black pads anyway. I don't care. That would look so cool. I agree with you. It would look really cool if they had uh, black pads. Um, and, and the jerseys did look they, – they looked they looked awesome. They looked sweet. And, and, w and when they first came out, everybody was all like, eh, they're okay. They're, they're, it was kind of a mixed bag. But it kind of seems like, and I'm noticing it on Twitter, that the it's kind of pushing towards the other direction now that, that you know more people are starting to be ex accepting of this uh, blackout jersey. And uh, the stars really like it, and they're really pushing it. You know, when they put 10 games – uh, that they're going to wear this jersey for, uh, that's pretty substantial because yeah. they're, they're only wearing their regular uh, Victory Green home jerseys for 15 of the games. Yeah, so, it's, a sol it's a solid alternate jersey. Like, it's not, like, stupid, like the way some different. are. It's yeah, different. and it's different, yeah. It's very it, it, different. It's a complete change, but it's not, like, a joke. So, like, it's still it's a normal hockey jersey. They just change the color, give you the secondary logo, and they make it sweet Skyline. and neon. But like in this, but the stripe pattern patterns, like the stripes on the arms, are super traditional. The stripes on the socks, super traditional, and they put the crazy color on it, and it looks so cool. I think I think it's just fire. I think it's a real good combination of just classic hockey and I don't know futuristic -y, <laughs> EASHL stuff. I don't know, but I think it looks awesome. I think it looks really cool on the ice. Oh man. I I'm I'm really not looking forward to seeing the reverse retro jerseys though. I not, am. Not, I I'm excited. I think they'll look good on the ice. I think they'll look very white. <laughs> but <laughs> wait, where'd they go? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I but, I don't. Know. We'll have to we'll have to see. But um, but you are correct. You know, the jersey by itself looks weird. You know, with a pair of jeans and and sneakers but like the full uniform does look does look, look pretty clean than the jersey by itself so and white gloves i love white gloves yeah i'm still not a big fan of the the gloves they wore for the winter classic i love the jersey did not really like the gloves so i liked it you liked it chris am i forgetting anything else because there was a lot to talk about tonight anything else uh the stars won <laughs> we did that hockey. We're four and zero. We wait. We're the only undefeated team now. Right now, yep, yep. Cause and we actually lost. have won games, so it counts. It counts. We've mm -hmm. played almost as many games as most of the teams. So mm -hmm. lots of teams only played four games. There, there's a lot of the, especially the Canadian teams, have played like seven or eight. Okay. Okay, pretty much only the Central has teams that have only played four games. But anyway, who cares? We're freaking good. And it's because of the Stars and the Canes that it's that way. I mean, yeah. poor, poor Florida Panthers. They just got kind of gotten screwed over all of this. No, nah, the Panthers suck. Well, the, their first two games were against us, and then we had 17 players test positive. Huh? Then, so those games were gone. Oh, in the original the season, schedule. The original gotcha. schedule, right, yeah. And then, and then they played their two home games against, uh, oh, I don't even remember. And then they were supposed to go to Carolina, and then Carolina had an outbreak. So they've only played three games so far, I think, right? Or is it four now for they the Panthers? They played four. 
They played four. Okay, so they're three and one, and uh, the stars three are four zero oh and one. Three zero oh and one. Okay, so they lost in the was it a shootout or overtime? I don't know. Extra nah. time. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Um. Anyways, stars win tonight by a final score of seven to three for the second time in four games they score seven goals. Um, we will catch you guys again on Saturday night when the Stars take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Hopefully they will uh, that game will go on as scheduled, no COVID stuff going on, and you'll get another one from us on Sunday night as well. Uh, any last words, Chris? Uh, go listen to the radio show on the 365 stuffs. 365sportscast.com. Go yeah, that's the go. one. Go there. Yep. Uh, Sports Talk New York is also one of my other favorites. So go and check them out. They're on Sunday nights, I believe, at 7 or 8 uh, Central Standard Time. So go and check out their show and, uh, yeah, all that jazz. There's lots of other shows on there that are good as well. So, But ours is the all best. Right. All right, guys. Go follow us on Twitter, Stochastic R. You can like us on Facebook. You can also check our YouTube channel. Um, I am going to do a video over the Jim Rutherford, uh, you know, resigning. So uh, there's a lot of information out on that. He was the Pittsburgh GM. So... Uh, he's out, and they're looking for a new GM, and there's, he's citing personal reasons. So uh, there will be up, there will probably be one up on Friday uh, sometime, probably Friday late in the evening, and I'll uh, take care of that then. So go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, good night, guys. We'll check you guys on the flip side. Bye. Go Stars. Bye. Bye.